Baseball 365 Podcast. And here are your hosts, Justin Hughes and Andrew McQuiston. Welcome to episode 82 of the Baseball 365 Podcast. My name is Justin Hughes. Thank you for taking some time and listening to our show while you're going through your week doing whatever it is you're doing. You can follow us on Twitter at Baseball365Pod. You can follow myself at Justin Hughes365. And you can follow Andrew McQuiston at AMCQ82. If you haven't done so yet, join our Facebook group, Baseball365, which is, in my opinion, the best baseball Facebook group that's out there, especially if you're fantasy baseball-focused, dynasty leagues even more. And also, if you want to support the show, we would really appreciate it if you'd leave us a five-star rating and give leave us a review on iTunes. You know, I was looking at our data and I was this past week and I was realizing that two-thirds of our downloads come from Apple Store because I always wonder about those other platforms and everything. And, you know, those of you who don't listen to iTunes, whether, like, uh, if I should be just saying whatever platform, and maybe I should be, but... If two-thirds of our listeners are on iTunes, I guess that mean, that's why I should specify iTunes. Anyway, on tonight's show, Andrew and I, we're going to cover the AL version of the 15 and 15. Hopefully, you guys listened and enjoyed to the NL version that we did last week. And we got some real good positive feedback on that. And then after that, we're going to give our playoff predictions, World Series winners, and all that stuff. All right, let me get Andrew on and... Usually I start off with a question for you, Andrew, but the season just ended and I know you just won both of your Roto Masters leagues. I should say two of your three because you're in three of them. Roto Masters 1 and Roto Masters 2 champions. So congratulations. Yeah, thanks. It was a wild ride, I tell you. This year, the way the, the year's been and just... Um, how much I had to sweat it at the end, it kind of came down to the wire. So definitely got a good bit of luck involved too. It kind of always is going to be that way when you're winning a league that's close. But uh, yeah, I was real happy to win both. I want to quickly bring up what we were talking about earlier today. You said in Rotomasters one, you had a eight point lead a couple days ago, and then it got the gap closed, and he almost passed you. And meanwhile, in Roto Masters two, you've been in you haven't been in first place, but what a day or two this entire season? So, that sound about right? Uh no, I, it was a little more than that. I I took a, I took the lead in Roto Masters two. I want to say like a maybe a week, week and a half ago. But then I lost it on Saturday, and then the second to last day, I lost it and got it back on the last day. But most of the season, yeah, I wasn't. I was in you know, second, third, whatever. I mean, even lower early on, but yeah. So your Roto Masters 2 team um, trended up to get that spot right there at, you know, the 55-60 game mark. Your Roto Masters 1 team was holding on for life to where it's like the season almost ended at the absolute perfect time for you right at the 60 game mark for you to actually pull off both leagues. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty fun. Yeah, the Roto Masters one. My pitching was just my starting pitching. It was like limping to the finish. I didn't have too many guys I trusted, so I just had. I think it was eight and a half points going into the last day, and it wound up being one and a half. So oh, yeah, man. it got close, but 
Um, yeah, I got a second and third, a second and a third place in my two draft champions on NFBC too. So that's awesome. Was happy with that. And uh, yeah, how'd you finish up? Dynasty like dynasty league wise, I had a good finish. It was pro- I would call this my best year since starting dynasty leagues in 2016. It's the first year I cashed in both. I finished in second in my other one, and then in Roto Masters two, I finished in third place. So it was a good year for me. I mean, overall, I was really pleased with both teams and how they did. Um, redraft leagues not so great. I finished fourth in one draft and hold league and most of the other actually the tgfbi finished in fifth place and i think i've talked about i i probably i i i think i probably could have gotten in third or fourth had i not checked out the last week or two of the season so yeah it was an okay mixed bag year and the redraft leagues didn't take win in actually didn't win anything but it was the first year i cashed in both dynasty leagues so i was pretty happy with that Trending yeah, up. Congrats on that. Yeah, that's good. Always just trend up. Just get better. You know, that's the big thing. So yes, I didn't trade Juan Soto for Victor Robles in any dynasty leagues this year. So it's a. I guess I'll call that a good plus. <laughs> okay, for those of you who didn't listen last week, we're gonna this fifteen or 15, 15 and fifteen that I came up with that we did last week on the NL. I'm gonna ask Andrew a question, and at the end of that. Um, after I finish asking it, I'm going to start a timer on my phone and we're going to, Andrew's got a minute to talk about it. May feedback to me there at the very end, but at the end of the minute, we're going to shut it down or close, close it up and move on to the next one. So to keep things moving and yeah, I think we both really enjoyed doing this last week and we're going to give it another whirl here. You ready to do this, Andrew? Yep. Let's do it. Okay, and we're going to, just like last week, we're going to start off with the East, the American League East, and we do them in alphabetical order from each division, which means we get to start off with the Baltimore Orioles. Usually that would be gross, but they're, you know, they're kind of, they've had some interesting things this year, and it sure seems like the new regime might be making some chicken salad out of chicken, you know. They have plenty of standout performances this year. Rio Ruiz, Anthony Santander, Pedro Severino, Ryan Mountcastle, and even Cedric Mullins. All of these players have seemed to seen their stock go up some. Andrew, which one are you buying into the most of that group or anybody else? Out of those guys, probably, uh, probably Santander. I thought he was really good when he played this year and then just kind of got hurt or he got hurt at the end, you know, but, um, yeah, probably him for next year out of those guys. I mean, kind of all depends on where they are, but they're all going to go fairly late. I mean, none of those guys are going to go real high in drafts. So probably personal preference, but Santander for me. Yeah, I'm definitely a good pick and probably the right pick. I will also mention that Mount Castle really is my other one. He's my other one. He's a guy who I've followed. I picked him up in a Dynasty League three years ago and have kind of followed him. Had him until this last offseason when I moved him. Good bat-to-ball skills, never really good at taking walks, and the walks were there this year. So I am intrigued by him because if he can have a little more plate discipline and still keep the other skills, I think he could turn out to be a really good player. So, yeah, Mountcastle's my pick. All right. 
Oop, it's about to go off again because I didn't know I got it in time. Okay, moving on to the Boston Red Sox. Rafael Devers, he looked pretty rough in the first half or month of this season after being a second-round pick in 15-team redraft leagues his last winter. But he picked it up in the second half and finished up with a more respectable 263 average with 11 home runs. And I say more respectable because he was hanging around down there the Mendoza line, if I recall right, the first month of the season. So with that struggle in the first half, should his ADP drop this offseason compared to where it was a year ago? Yeah, yeah, it should drop. Um where, where was he going? Do you remember exactly where he was going? Like 1920, maybe? Yes, it was right in that range. Somewhere maybe there. 20 to 22. Yeah. I looked it yeah. up at the time, but I didn't write it down. Yeah, I think it'll drop. Uh, how much, I don't know. But, I mean, it's not going to go higher. And I think it'll drop some. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a fair thing to have happen because, you know, he came off the career year where everything clicked. I think you and I have talked about that. I don't. I don't know if it can get much better than what he did in 2019. And taking a step back, you got to take a step back down in the ranks. Okay, well, we'll move on to the New York Yankees. So do we, ma- get, the horn- do we get the horn there? We don't get the horn because we c- shut it off 20 seconds early. So that was oh, okay. 15 and four. Or that was one in 40 seconds. <laughs> Unless you have something else you wanted to touch no, on. No, no, I was just waiting for the horn. <laughs> Okay, with the Yankees, so many things to touch on with this team. And we're going to touch on Gary Sanchez, who had an ADP of 78 this last winter. And this year he had a 147 batting average with 10 home runs. And this guy's ADP is definitely going to crash this next winter. And assuming that happens, do you think, Andrew, you'd be consider yourself more in the camp where you see this as an opportunity to make a profit or are you scared off of him like many others will be? Uh, I'm going to have to see where where he's going. I He's definitely got to drop. Like, he just has to drop. Yeah. I mean, and he's going to drop, I think, quite a bit. I think it's going to be a pretty – I think it's going to be pretty popular next year to be like either I'm taking JT Real Muto or I'm waiting – for a long time on catcher. Like, I think it's just, it's going to be, those are going to be the two options that everyone's going to attach themselves to. And, uh, you know, where Sanchez goes, I don't know, but I think he's going to have to drop quite a bit. Will I be in? Possibly. Yeah. I mean, he's still got a ton of power, but it's going to have to drop from where he's, where he went this year. Yeah. I mean, it will though. It's crazy. He had that 299 batting average in his first 53 games of his career. And, his career batting, and then 278 the next year. And despite the, that 170 games of his 420 in his career, his career batting average is 214. Brutal. Yeah. Rough. Okay, Tampa Bay Rays. This is one I've look, been looking forward to asking you. Over under one half of a player who receives 500 at bats in 2021. So basically, does anybody? Yeah, does anybody, does anybody get have five hundred bats? You know, I haven't looked at um, their totals this year and like extrapolated them out. I probably should have done that, but I'll say over. Um, I would think that, assuming he has a similar type year, that Brandon Lau should get there. 
Uh, yeah, Possib- that's a good pick. Pro- possibly, um, unless platoon possibly Austin showing. Meadows. Yeah, possibly Meadows, but some of it will come down to how they perform. I mean, the Rays aren't going to let guys struggle against same side pitching for too long because they'll just find somebody else because they platoon a lot. So it's probably tough, but I I think somebody will get there. Yeah, I'll take the under. And it's only because I don't think Wander Franco is up in time. But, yeah. Brandon Lyle, I hadn't thought about him. That's one that could possibly break that. All right. Toronto Blue Jays. Similar question that I asked you last episode about Victor Robles. What percent chance would you say right now that Vlad Jr. is a first-round fantasy player in redraft leagues at some point in the next 10 years? I will say 75%. Holding strong. What would you have said a year and a half ago? 95%. Okay. So it's down. Or, I mean, I don't know. I mean, a year and a half ago, he wasn't even up yet. So, well, yeah, I guess he was. It was pushing right out of that time. Yeah, it was about that time, yeah. Yeah, I would have said, you know, obviously, you know, things can happen with injuries and stuff. But, yeah, I still think he will be, yeah. And he finished pretty strong, if I've heard right. I mean, yeah, for a guy who, I mean, was beating up him and getting beaten up pretty good there by fans, especially fantasy owners that took him in the fourth or third, fourth round of drafts this year, still finished with nine home runs, 262 average in 60 games. That's not awful. I want to see him show up to camp looking trim next next year. Yes. He yes. needs to he needs to do that. Agreed. Okay, let's move on to the AL Central and talk about the White Sox first. Tim Anderson, he was near the top of the AL batting average leaderboard for the second year in a row, battling DJ LeMahieu for the batting crown and just finished behind him in second place. Last year felt like a fluke. We were talking about that last offseason, about how it was shocking it was that he finished with the batting crown. But now it's two seasons in a row where he's been near the top of the American League. Are we supposed to now start projecting him for a 300-plus batting average going into the next year now that he's done it twice? Uh, Project him? No. I mean, I would only project going into the year like maybe five guys to hit 300 i know more end up doing it but hard to project i'm not projecting that so and i wouldn't do it with tim anderson i mean obviously he can do it you know he's proven that and i mean good on him but like if i'm setting a batting average for him going into next year it's not 300 it's under that so 280 ish or maybe a little bit. Yeah. yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you. And yeah, you're you're spot on. It's really It's still hard good. Pre- I mean, it's still good. You know, oh, yeah. and he could he could exceed that still, you know. Yes, he can. Well, we got five seconds, which means no buzzer this time. All right, moving on to the Cleveland Indians. Who do you predict predict goes first in redraft leagues in twenty twenty one? Shane Bieber or Jose Ramirez? And after that, who would you take first? Man, so I liked this one because 
I think it's really close. Uh-huh. I think that I think they're both if I just had to guess, I think they're both going to go in like the 7 to 10 range and like who goes first I, I think it'll be they'll be basically right next to each other I as far as who I would take it's just gonna come down to and I always look at this stuff once you know you get going with your offseason research but do I feel better about the pitchers in round two and three and four or the hitters you know and or do I want that power speed guy that you know the five category stud and then take the pitching or do I think Bieber separated himself enough that I go him and then the hitters? It that's what it'll come down to for me on where I take like Degrom, Bieber, Cole, guys like that. So I don't really know who I would take first. I think it's really close, like basically back to back in that first round. Yeah, it's gonna be fun to see where they're going this off season. Two guys who had amazing years. Okay, moving on to the Tigers, Victor Reyes. Had a pretty good year. Four home runs and eight stolen bases and 202 at-bats. Given how hard speed is to find, could he be one of those cheap sources of speed that you could t- you would be targeting in dr- later in drafts next year, Andrew? Basically, you're John Birdie of this year. Uh, I don't like him that much, I don't think. I, I mean, if it's close to free or, you know, very late, cheap, then possibly, yeah. But it's going to probably have to be that. I'm not going to invest too much in uh, in Victor Reyes. It's like I feel like that's the type of guy that at any point, if he's in a deep slump, he could just not even play. I mean, I just don't really trust him. But, um, yeah, he could be all right if it's late enough. Would you say that you liked Birdie this last offseason more than you would like for Victor this offseason, just all things equal? Probably, without like looking too deep into it. Yeah, probably. Okay. All right, moving on to the Royals. And, man, I was wrong on Whit Merrifield. I was definitely, I think I said I'd take the under on 20 steals last offseason. And he went out to go steal 12 bags in a 60-game season where he played every game. Um, so over under 25 steals would you project for Whit next year? Right now, obviously, before you're doing a bunch of research. Man, he had a great season. Man. Yes, he did. He was so good. Uh, 25 in a full year. I would take the slight under, but I would take the over on 20. Yeah, I'm with you. I think one. it's I think it's like 22, 23 is what I would feel comfortable projecting. That said, I think he can over that, but if he undered it, I wouldn't be surprised either. So that's about where I would set the line, like 23. Bonus question here. Um, That Since we got a little bit of time, Witt or Mondesi, who would you take first? In a draft? Yes, redraft league. It depends on team construction. I knew you were going to say that. God, yeah, I just, I don't know. Mondesi's so weird. I, <laughs> he's just so weird. Like he's yeah. he's been so elite with the steals lately. It's just been bonkers. But who I just wits a lot safer. It, yes, it's he tough. Is. It'll it'll depend on previous picks and stuff like that. Yep. 
Okay, uh, last team in the AL Central is the Minnesota Twins. How would you rank the outfielders, Twins outfielders, in a him or him game between these three guys in a 2021 only? Eddie Rosario, Max Kepler, and Byron Buxton. I think in that order that you just said. Okay. Rosario, Kepler, Buxton. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to Buxton over Kepler, but it's probably the smart route to go Kepler. I mean, Rosario has the most power. I don't love him either, but yeah, I think they're all decent. I mean, still think Buxton has a good bit of upside, showed some more power this year. Actually didn't have a lot of steals. I think he only had two or two, three. Two, if I recall right. Yeah, but uh, not, it's not like that can't change quick. So, yeah, he could easily finish the top of the three. I think that's the order I would have him going into the drafts, though. I hadn't really looked at Buxton until right now at Baseball Savant. He definitely had a really good hard hit rate and exit velocity barrel. Man, yeah, there were some definitely good signs of life there out of him. Okay, let's move on to the AL West, and the Houston Astros are first. The Astros hitter with the highest ADP next year will be blank. I will say Alex Bregman. Okay. But I think it's close with him and Springer. I think Bregman will go ahead, though. And probably like, I think Bregman's probably like a third rounder. And Springer's probably, yeah, somewhere in there. Maybe fourth, third, fourth, somewhere in there. I think people, are, from the little I've heard, Bregman's already sounding like a trendy guy for people to want to buy low on this offseason. Do you think. Yeah. How close do you think Tucker gets to those two? Uh, not that close. I mean, Tucker's going to be up there, but I just. I, not that high. I'd yeah. be really surprised if he was that high. Yeah. But um, at least in redrafts, you know. But yeah, I would say Bregman and Spring. I mean,. Bregman could, yeah, I think Bregman's a third rounder. I agree. That's just my that's just my hunch on it. But I got a quick bonus question um, that was originally was going to put in the news, but uh, Justin Verlander had Tommy John. Just real quick, we don't have to go long on this, but odds we see him pitch again and pitch as like a starting pitcher two or higher in fantasy leagues. He's going to miss all next year. Going to be a free agent after that. He'll be I think thirty nine or forty at that point. Odds we see him pitch again. I think I think we see him pitch again. I'd say uh 60-70%. Yeah. Some of that just some of that just comes down to if he wants to or not really. I mean, that's what it is, you know. And I it's hard to predict that, but I think he'll be good if he pitches again. I'm not that worried about that. It's just I kind of wonder if I mean, we come back as a closer, like do a John Smoltz. Oh, that's a good idea. I nope. mean, I I heard somebody mention that and i was like yeah i could see it but yeah and he yeah i think he'll be i think he'll be good if he if he comes back it's just you know if he just wakes up one day and is like i'm done i wouldn't be that shocked either you know just the way he seems like he's wired differently i definitely think he's trying to come back but yeah we'll see 
All right, on to the Angels. Which per- pitcher currently on the Angels are you taking first in redrafts this winter? Winter. We got Bundy, uh, Channing, Andrew Heaney, and Shohei Otani, which is a weird one. Uh oh, I mean, it just are they? What are they going to do with Otani? Like, I just don't know. So, I I just have a hard time even including him because I don't even know the plan, but. I would say of the other three, Bundy, Canning, and Heaney, probably Bundy without, you know, without doing a ton of digging on those guys. Yeah. Bundy had a heck of a year. I did. uh, Billy Epler was let go for the Angels. That's going to be an interesting deal. Whoever comes in, see what they decide to do with Otani. I did hear he was quoted today or yesterday saying that he still wants to be a two way player and is going into this offseason the same way he did last offseason. So. I know he's going to be hoping to, and as a dynasty owner in the daily league, I am still hoping he pulls it off too. But I mean, uh, I still he'll go the highest if he is. Yeah, like he'll go higher than those other guys. Yeah, just for the bat. Yeah, and then just the potential of it being both. You know. Yep. Agreed. Okay, Uh, two more to go, or three more to go here. The Oakland A's. A lot of setbacks for players um, this last year. Matt Olson, Mark Canna, Frankie Montas, Ramon Laureano, if you want to count him. Chris Davis had his second consecutive down season. Of all these guys mentioned, who are you most confident in seeing bounce back this next next year? And who would you be most worried about? I think Laureano will bounce back. I... I heard us. I heard. I think it was today that he stole three bases this year. Or he. I'm sorry. He attempted three steals this year, which is kind of ugly. But for a guy like him, you know. Um, But yeah, I could see all of them bouncing back pretty much, except Chris Davis. Yeah, I have pretty much no faith in him. Yeah. I think his t- run. I mean, there are people that are still going to take a flyer on him, but yeah, I think that's a he's, that ship sailed. Yeah, he's just one of those guys. He's such a bad. He's just so bad in real life. Like, there's no, there's nothing appealing besides his power, and because there's no defense, there's no, you know, he doesn't have a strong arm. It's there's no speed. He's not hitting for average. He's not getting on base a lot. It's just. Um, I just don't feel like he's a very good real life player. And I think that's starting to show up a lot more now than, you know, it did a few years ago. And one last thing, Frankie Montas, nice start on Sunday after yeah. hurting fantasy owners all year. All right. Seattle Mariners, uh, fill in the blank here. Um, I'm guessing I'll have Marco Gonzalez ranked around the top blank starting pitchers this off season. I would say somewhere in like the forties, probably I was thinking probably like, well, I originally thought 30 to 50, but then it's like pretty much saying he's a SP three and I wouldn't really want him as that. So I would have him probably in the forties that way, you know, maybe you can get him as your four. But he had a really good year, like a really good year. So 
yeah, I don't know. I, I have a feeling that it won't get a lot of respect in draft rooms. Like, I think he'll still go at a pretty decent price considering what he did. But, you know, it's also not a good team. And it was kind of a out-of-nowhere pop-up season. So I think that he'll probably be treated like kind of like an SP4 would yeah, be my guess. You're saying he's not going to get much respect. My initial thought was around 60 so yeah i definitely feel like my instinct is lower than yours but again that's without looking at lists maybe it'll be different once i start looking all right final american league team texas rangers lance lynn was really good in 2019 with 200 plus innings and a strikeout i think per in um per inning season and um an era right around 3.67 that is he didn't get a rocket ship strapped to his ADP that this last winter, I think after having kind of a rough year the year before. But his ADP was 116, and he was the 35th pitcher off the board this spring. After an even better 2020 season, should his ADP slip maybe as high as the top 15, 20 pitchers this winter? Uh, I don't think so. I think that... I actually kind of started ranking pitchers for next year. I want to say, and I like Lynn. I, I want to say I had him around like 25, 26, somewhere in there. And that's that's about where I feel like he should go right now. I mean, without doing a ton of digging yet, you know, it's. I think that you get him as like a back-end number two or ideally a number three. That'd be awesome. But, um, yeah. Yeah, somewhere in there, I think is. I don't think he gets to the top fifteen, twenty. No, not that he couldn't finish there. I just don't think he's he's going to go there. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think probably more like a. I think ideally you'd want to get him as a high end three, low end two. Yeah, be yeah. all right. Okay, well that covers the fifteen and fifteen. Let's take a quick break, and then Andrew and I are going to get back and make some playoff predictions. All right, starting tomorrow, we got some playoff action. I think all the American League teams play on Tuesday. Is that right, Andrew? Yeah, it's, um, the AL is Tuesday through Thursday, and the NL is Wednesday through Friday. And didn't it, and all the the higher seeds getting a pretty much a home series for this, right? Yeah, isn't that what they said? Yeah, home. Yep, three straight days at home. There's actually no, and then after this round they go to the neutral site yep, the bubbles um yeah there's actually no i found this interesting because i was looking on the uh just on the mlb app at like the schedule but for every series this year except the world series there are no off days during the series that's so different so like in the nlcs or the alcs they will play seven days in a row if they, you know, if it they get to seven games or whatever. So you're going to see, you know, their teams are going to have to go deeper into their pitching well. You know, it's not, at least in those series, I mean, in like a seven game, they're going to have to go to like their fourth starter or 
potentially their fifth. I don't know, but you know, unless you got just guys that you're throwing on short rest all the time. But yeah, I mean, if you throw a guy on three days rest, he's still starting at the first and fifth game as compared right. to first and fourth when they're yeah, and doing it's just it. diff- It's different when you have that day off in there. So. Uh huh. Okay, so I'm just going to read off the first round brackets here, and then Andrew and I are going to just list off our winners. I think, Andrew, we might say something, just go breeze through this quick, and then we'll move on to the Division Series, National League Championship, American League Championship, and World Series. But just to quickly list them off, in the American League, the Tampa Bay Rays are the one seed. They're taking on the Toronto Blue Jays, the eight seed. Cleveland will be hosting the Yankees as the 4-5 matchup. We got the Minnesota Twins against Houston with Minnesota hosting as the three seed. And the Oakland A's as the two seed hosting the White Sox as the seven. Actually, we'll just we'll just stop it there and we'll just do the America League first. Andrew, who are your four victors that you got from this round? I've got Tampa Bay. I hope the Jays win, but I've got Tampa Bay. <laughs> so I've heard you say this. Why do you hope that? I just like the Jays more, and I just don't like the Rays. I don't like the platoons and the opener and all that. I just, I just don't like the Rays really. I hope the Jays beat them. I mean, I love Bowen Vlad, and I just like their team. But I think that the Rays win. I've got Cleveland over the Yankees, and I think that is the best series in the first round. Uh, Minnesota and Houston flip a coin. I think that can go either way. Um, I, I guess I'll take Minnesota because they're at home, but I don't feel strongly about that at all. And I got the White Sox beating Oakland. I've got, oh, wow. And the the main, the main, yeah, the main thing I, the reason I don't, I just don't really like Oakland right now because I think the Chapman loss is massive. And they don't have an elite pitcher, really. No. Like, when you get in these playoff series, these short series, I mean, baseball in short windows, I I mean, we've said it a million times, it's so hard to predict, you know? Like, you can't ever really feel good. These are two out of three, so anybody can win. But I feel like the one thing that is the most predictable is elite pitching. Like, just being able to count on it. And, I mean, yeah, it's not like Garrett Cole or Shane Bieber's never had a bad start, but you feel fairly good about them or a guy like that going into a game. But Oakland just doesn't have any of that. So, I I mean, they were even saying on the broadcast the other day that they didn't even know who was going to pitch their playoff games. Mm-hmm. So, I just think the Sox offense matches up well with Oakland, especially because they can throw Giolito out there for game one. Yep. So. Those are my uh, those are my four: Tampa, Cleveland, Minnesota, White Sox. The only one I have the same as you is Tampa. I went opposite on all the other three. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> so, definitely different there. Tampa, okay. Yanks, Houston, and Oakland. Yep. Oh no, I got. Nice. Wait, you said Minnesota or Houston? I said Minnesota. Okay. But I said, I mean, I think that's a coin flip. I, I don't feel strongly about I'm that. I'm waffling on that one, too. I need to make a pick. I, I originally picked the Astros, and then as I was reading this, I'm like, maybe I th- maybe I'll go Houston or Minnesota. But you said if you're taking the Twins, I'll take Houston, just so we have something different. There we go. There we go. Okay, National League, we got the Dodgers versus the Brewers as the 1-8. The Padres versus St. Louis, 
Your Cubbies versus the Marlins, 3-6. And the Braves versus the Reds is the 2-7. Andrew, who are your winners here? I got the Dodgers, the Padres, the Cubs, and I got the Reds in the upset. Or if you want to call it an upset, I guess. Yeah, the Reds got hot at the end. So... I got the same four here. We're on the all all of the same. I uh, I told you, or and I I all right. I know I mentioned it, but I was going to take the Reds no matter who they played in this round, including the Dodgers. I would wow. pick them to upset them because I just love the setup. Like in a three game series, it's like Bauer, Castillo, Gray. Good luck. Like I'm not saying that. Like they may not hit. But man, like that trio, I did not want the Cubs to face them. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm really glad they avoid. I mean, they'll get them in the second round if they both win, but you know, you worry about it then. But as the series kind of expands out, Better. I like the Reds a little bit less. But just in a three game series, I just, man, that's a tough trio to have to face. Yep. I agreed. And like I said, I got the same four. So, okay, we got division series. Who are your two winners from each league? We'll start with the American League. Who are your two division uh, I've got, going to the um, ALCS? Yeah, ALCS. I've got – or going into the, I guess, AL division series. I've got Cleveland over Tampa because of their uh, their starting pitching. I just, I just like their starting pitching a lot. And the White Sox over the Twins. So Cleveland and the White Sox and the ALCS. What's great about this is we, my two teams in the ALCS and your two teams in the ALCS are teams that the other guy didn't even pick getting past the first round. I got the Yankees and the A's in the ALCS. All right. Nice. I do think I do think the winner of Cleveland Yanks is going to go is going to go on a run. So like if the if the Yankees beat Cleveland. I, I think that they, you know, go on a good run. So, Yep, agreed. Okay, um, so I guess now it's time to talk about you. Who are Who's your World Series matchup? Who wins the NLCS well, and we ALCS? Did, we didn't do the NL Division Series yet. But. Oh, shoot. Yeah, might want to do that, shouldn't we? <laughs> okay, uh, National League Division Series winners, who are they? Uh. Man, I wanted to take the Padres so bad, but I'm take the Dodgers. I, I think if Lamette and Clevenger were completely healthy, I would have been a lot. I'd have felt a lot better about it. But Man, um, Dodgers, yeah, I, I really, I know we mentioned that on the one. I don't, I'm start, I don't get it now. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I don't get it. it. Makes no sense. Where is he at? You know, have they announced their 40 man playoff roster yet? Is he even on that? Because we hear like Wander Franco is on the Rays forty man. To be clear to everybody, we said he said Gore. I don't know if you heard him say it. But, yeah, but yeah, I I don't know what what he's doing. Like, why isn't he? Just doesn't make any sense. Something's up. It's it, it, something has to be up. That's all I can only. Especially logic because up. especially because of the issues with Lamette and Clevenger. Uh huh. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Dodgers over Padres. And um, unfortunately, Reds <laughs> over Cubs. 
same boat. We're pretty much hand in hand with these NL playoff series. Wow, same exact, huh? Dodgers and Reds. Yep. Okay, who's our World Series matchup? I've got Cleveland in the World Series and the Dodgers and um, Dodgers in six. I hate, I hate to be boring. Like it, it sucks. I you say I that actually, the Dodgers haven't won a World Series yet. Well, I know, but they're just so chalk. I yeah. I actually um. I, I think the Dodgers just got a good draw here. Like, I think the Padres are tough, but I think they can get past them. Like I said, if they'd gotten the Reds, I'd have felt a lot different. The Bre- No disrespect to the Brewers, but, like, Corbin Burns is beat up. Mm-hmm. I just don't really see them doing it. But, I mean, like I said, it's two two games, so it's all it takes. It's and It could hap- it can happen quick, but the yeah, interesting- I'm, I'm taking the Dodgers. They've been the best team by far this year. It just hasn't even been close. The interesting thing for the Brewers is if they're tied or winning through five innings, you can throw Williams out there for two innings and Hader for two innings, and that's yeah. that's not going to be pretty. <laughs> right. I would I would be pressing really hard if I was a Dodger fan and the game was close or the Brewers were ahead after five because I think it's almost over at that point. It's going to be really hard to put a run up. I know Hayter has yeah, been beat up tough. a couple times this year, but still, I wouldn't like my chances. But anyways, yeah, I'm still picking the Dodgers to beat them. They're just a better team all around outside of the bullpen. Um, My American League champion yeah, yeah. is going to be the Oakland A's. Just because I picked it before the year, I'm going to stick with it. Yeah, I was going to say you got to stick with it, right? I think I have to, even though everything you're saying is true. About at least starting. you at least you didn't pick the Nationals to win it all. <laughs> Maybe Frankie Montas that final start he he gets hot. Lazardo is going to start game one. Maybe I don't know. They've got some arms. There th- none of them have shown as well as I hoped before the year. I mean they've they've been all right, but I don't know. I'm just gonna I'm gonna stick with them and go down swinging. I guess. And then I've got the Dodgers also beating the Reds in what could be a really fun seven-game series between yeah. the two. I really yeah, that's hope that's the series. matchup because I just think it's a good matchup. Yeah, it is. It's really good. And then I've got the Dodgers beating the A's in the World Series. I don't remember if I picked the Dodgers oh, or the A's. come on. You picked the A's. Did I pick the A's to win the World Series? Yeah. I can't go. The, I can't have them beating the Dodgers. The, Kershaw's oh. got to win a World Series. <laughs> <laughs> They've had such a great year. Yes. And you had them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. All right. Come fine. On. I'll pick the A's. I'll pick the A's over the Dodgers <laughs> in the World Series. I was going to say, you can't change it now. They're in and they've been awesome. <laughs> and especially if I'm going to actually send them to the World Series. I honestly did not remember if I had them or the Dodgers. Yeah, you it. did. You had them. But I definitely remember having the A's in the World Series. So, Because okay. I, was, I was asking myself the whole time when we were going through this, I'm like, I hope he sticks with Oakland because it, it actually was like a good pick. I mean, whatever happens, it was yeah. a good pick. They've had a great year, you know? Yep. So, yeah. So there we go. You've got the Dodgers beating the Indians in the World Series. I have the yep. A's beating the Dodgers in the World Series. That's our matchups. It's going to be interesting. 16 teams in here. I mean, usually it feels 
you know, like it's a easier road for these high favored teams to get in there, but it isn't going to be quite as easy for the dominant teams. Like I, I, I guess there aren't like in the American league. I don't look at any team and say that's the dominant team right now, but the Dodgers have been that in the national league for the last four or five years. They've looked like that going into the playoffs and, it's going to be harder for them this year than years past because there are just more teams to beat and shorter series, and things are just going to be different this year. What do you think about the the Braves going into these playoffs? Like if like if they get if they do beat the Reds, do you feel good about them, or do you still not? I mean, what do you think? If we got a Braves Cubs series, I think it'd be pretty close to even. But the problem is their pitching is just not something yeah. I would feel confident in. I pro- right. I probably would still pick the Cubs because the Cubs' starting pitching has been much, much better. And their lineup can hit, but, man, that Braves lineup can also be nasty when it gets hot. Yeah, yeah, that's – I mean, mainly the top half of it, yeah, it's it's crazy good. But Yeah, and they seem to be clicking. I mean, Freeman had an MVP caliber season. Ozzy Albies has been awesome since he came off the injured list after look, I mean, he looked like a completely different player after taking that three or four weeks stretch off, but yeah, it's yeah, just going to be tough. Max Freed, it sounds like he's going to start game one, but I mean, after that, who is their number two? I don't even that ex- exactly. I don't know <laughs> who's pitching. I don't know who's pitching game two. I, I was wondering if it would be Ian Anderson or. Who yeah, I it bet is, that's but, it. I bet that's it. But um, I don't. I haven't heard if they've even said it. I'm actually looking right now. And um, no, it says TBD. Yeah. Luis Castillo versus TBD. <laughs> uh, heavy favorite for Castillo for game two, and I'll go yeah. on and tell you now: game three, heavy favorite. Heavy Sunny, favorite Sunny for Sunny Gray. Gray. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. They're a two seed. You know, you look at them and you look at Tampa as the one seed, and it's like, man, I just don't feel near as confident about those teams as their ranking ha- seeding has them. Man, both yeah. of us, both of us, kind of went that route with those two teams. But yeah, anything can happen. It'll it'll be fun. Yes, it's going to be fun. I can't wait for Wednesday specifically. I forgot I made an appointment for myself Wednesday afternoon. I'm like, ah, I should cancel that because. With all this going on, I'm not going to want to do anything. Yeah, yeah, it's like games all day. I want to say they're, I think they're like an hour apart for uh-huh. the most part until you get to the end of the day. But And you're off Thursday, right? That's your day off? Yeah. And both, yeah. both leagues are playing that day also, correct? Because Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Thursday? Yeah, well, the NL game twos and then the AL, oh, yeah. whichever ones go to game three, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully you haven't so, made plans be to be in doing anything other than being in your house Thursday. No, I'm, I'm, I'll be watching baseball. <laughs> It'll be fun. And, you know, for a crazy season that we got, we got through a season, and we've got some really fun playoff baseball coming up. I mean, it's been different, but between fantasy baseball and these this playoff run and the season, I've enjoyed it every bit as much as normal. It's This should be fun. This should be a lot. Yeah. Of yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm glad we got through it. I yep. Felt like it was going to be, um, going to be hard to get through and made it through it. I, I saw something on Twitter. I don't remember who tweeted this, but they were asking, how would you grade MLB's handling of this year? What grade would you give them? And I thought about it for a while. I'll, I'll answer mine and then let you 
give a grade if you want to, but I gave them a B, B minus that range. My logic was, I think they've done a really good job since the seasons began. They've made a lot of adjustments as things have happened. They've adjusted to teams having COVID outbreaks and everything else they've done. They've decided to move baseball playoffs to cities to keep basically bubbles. And they're doing what they can to get through the season. I think they've done a really good job. But I also have to knock them for these negotiations that knocked the season back. It just was not a good look for the league in May and June as the owners and players were bickering back and forth. And whoever side you want to be on it, they couldn't come to an agreement. And I don't think that was a good look for the Major League Baseball. So I gave them a B. What would you say? Yeah, that's about what I would give them. B yeah. sounds good, but I can't give I can't give him too much credit. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it was pretty good overall. Yeah, yeah. And glad we got through it. I would imagine ratings are going to be pretty good for these playoffs again with teams people watching TV more and you know these short series. I know th- I even saw buddies of mine who never watch baseball t- um, posting on social media things like I'm going to try baseball for the first time in my basically my life. Who should I cheer for? And I think those shorter season and all this stuff has even brought in some new people. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. I mean, the 16 team thing is is very different, but I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's baseball and you know, we've made it through it and it's probably a good thing that they have more teams in the playoffs in a year like this. But I don't know if I would like it in a full season. So I don't know. It'll be curious to see. I'll be curious to see what they do going forward. But um, in a year like this where it could just get cut off so fast, they, I think that the setup is pretty good. Yeah, if you did this in a full season, it would take so much more away from the major leagues right. regular season. Yeah, like, exactly. I know, That's why I say it. I know fans were saying that in the mid '90s when the wild card was first introduced, but it was one or two teams, or two more teams, and even when they added the thing in 2012 with the one game playoff, I get, I get that every every one of these they've, you know, it's always watered down the season a little more to some people, but 16 teams is a lot. I mean, we've got teams. There are teams that finish 500 or worse. Multiple teams that are right there, and. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay, man. Any final words before we get to the playoffs and circle back around here? I guess, actually, before I ask you that, any final words? We've been talking about things we're going to try doing. I think Andrew and I possibly are going to try to do a fantasy MVP, go over our him or him wagers that we made before the season, even though... A lot of those, I mean, all of our hammer hems are basically kind of thrown out the window this year because the year did not go like we planned when we made most of these bets. But I think it'll be fun to just go over them and our bold predictions and just talk about, you know, give us op- open up conversations. Would we double down on next these guys next year? Stuff like that. So I think we'll try to do that, talk about MVPs over the next couple weeks and may even try getting a guest on here and doing a um mock draft here soon just for redraft leagues stuff like that just keep us moving as we go through these playoffs and get the offseason started we're gonna try to be here every week 
two weeks, something like that, and keep giving you guys content through the off season. All that sound yep. good? Yep, sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. Getting uh, 2021 talk going, and yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun. I'm just thankful we got baseball this year. To be honest, I, yeah, man, I, I doubted it for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Yeah, the, there were times where it just looked really bleak early in the year. I mean, I'll always remember when I think it was the Cardinals or Marlins outbreak happened. We were just about to record a podcast, and I would think I was about to write up a show, and I just couldn't even do it. I'm like, I, I can't even think about this right now because it, I didn't know if we were going to have pl- baseball 48 hours later. And from that to where we are now, thank God we got here. Yeah. And as I said in the Baseball 365 Facebook group, the dra- the offseason for the preparation for next year's drafts starts today. So we've got another hopefully six months or so, and we're going to be right back at it and watching some Major League Baseball that counts, and we got six months to prepare for it. Yep. Um, hopefully be drafted in about a month. I think they open the NFBC leagues back up at the end of the playoffs, so. Yeah, that'll be great. I'm gonna, I'm gonna draft. I'm gonna draft one right away, and then probably have a little bit of a gap. But yeah, I want to draft one right at the beginning. Yep, and we'll do. I know I'm going to be participating in Chris Winder's Roto Masters Draft and Hold League again. I think we did that in December last year. We'll probably do that again too. So we'll have some drafts to be able to talk about, and some ADP and some actual results to be able to break down as we're going through this off season. It'll be fun. Next thing, and then before we know it, January will be around, and we'll be doing preseason predictions or previews again from all the positions. It'll go fast. One more, one last thing here. Okay. Re- reason five thousand four hundred and thirty-two why fantasy baseball is better than fantasy football. You want to hear it? <laughs> all right. In let's my hear it. in my eighteen team fantasy football league, I run a I run a redraft league. Eighteen teams. I had the second highest score this week. Oh God! And I lost. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that is why you play fantasy baseball. Yes. You know, I think it's. <laughs> I think the weirdness of me not playing fantasy football this year is really about to kick in now that baseball season, fantasy baseball season's over, because I've had baseball to keep up my entertainment whenever these Sundays have been going around. It really hasn't felt, it's felt weird, but it's really going to start getting weird now. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I mean, next Sunday when I have nothing to do, nothing, no fantasy sports to watch, there's nothing for me to invest in for a little while. No teams other than, you know, dynasty leagues when we get to off season, but nobody's think, not many people are thinking about that till December. So yeah, it'll, it'll get going quick. So it might be be nice to have a little time off. I'll enjoy it. It's just weird. But hey, my Packers are three and and your Bears are three and So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, unbelievably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's on the list of unpredictable things that the way they've gotten there. But they're there. Yeah. All right. Well, have, enjoy the playoffs, everybody. Andrew, good luck to your cubbies. I'm as somebody who knows my Cardinals are gonna get eliminated in the first round. I have no I have no dog in that fight, so <laughs> I don't know, man. You got Flaherty and no. you never know. No, no. The Padres are going to 
destroy us two and we're done i I actually like not trying to crush your dreams but i actually do think the padres are going to destroy you but yes it's two it's two out of three you know it's two out of three you just never know I if if we get one and we get to a game three, I'll consider that a victory right now. Cause I yeah, I'm not too optimistic. Flaherty's you say we got Flaherty. He's not pitched well this year. No, I know. Yeah, I I still feel start to start like he will. I I like the Cubs draw. I mean that probably means they'll lose. But if they can't <laughs> if they can't beat the Marlins with two out of in two out of three games with Darvish and Hendricks at home, like they don't deserve to move on at all so um we'll see who comes out of that Braves red series but i feel pretty decent about the marlins one so speaking of which cubs marlins when was the last time they play oh yeah yeah i saw that on the internet this morning or yesterday i was like oh shoot that's right it's the first time since 2003 the year that no cub fan talks about (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yep. nightmares. It's time for it's time for some <laughs> demons to get crushed. Or that's what that's what it's time for for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> what was you weren't you at that game seven? Didn't you tell me you were at that game seven? No, I was at the I was at game well, game six was the Bartman game. Yeah. And yes. I was I was up there across the street. Okay. I wasn't at the game. Oh I no, was, you were there for the Dodgers blowout loss a few years ago. Yeah, right? yeah. But I was at um, I was at the Bart or across the street for the Bartman game, but and then I was there when they won the pennant, so that that made up for all of it. But. I've I don't, I've never talked to you about being across the street for that Bartman game, and we're gonna save that oh, conversation for yes. another day. I want to hear about that one. <laughs> but um, what do you remember? What the score was was of Game Seven? Because that's just my personal hope for you guys. You beat the Marlins with that exact same score in the clinching game. That's what I hope happens. Of uh, the the one after the Bartman game, yes, that was Game Six. Uh, I don't remember the exact score. I, I think they beat us pretty bad. It was I can't bad. Remember. I do remember it was bad. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember the score. Yeah, well, who knows? Maybe Mark Pryor can come out and throw the first pitch. <laughs> Is, so anyway, we'll be back here in another week or two. We'll be talking about the playoffs, and we'll be talking about you know just other things baseball. We'll be here all off season. Until then, take care, everybody. Yeah, take care, guys. Thanks again for listening to the Baseball 365 podcast with Justin Hughes and Andrew McQuiston. Be sure to check the show notes for all the details on today's episode, along with quick links to Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question, a comment, or a suggestion, we would love to hear from you. You can find us at the Baseball 365 Facebook group or send an email to us baseball365pod at gmail.com and if you like the show take a moment rate us on iTunes and once again please join the Baseball 365 community on Facebook that's where baseball lives 365 days a year